This is Imaginaire Theatre. Stories of the world as it might have been. Stories of the world as it could be. Sometimes inspiring tales. Sometimes cautionary tales. For better or for worse. I'm your host, Terry Phillips. Once hello again, this is Buck Benny speaking. I thought for something a little different, we would present to you Terry Phillips' Imaginaire Theatre. Now, Imaginary Theater is a show that Terry Phillips put together that's a lot like, I don't know, Twilight Zone, Suspense, uh, something like that. And each week it covers different ground. They're really fun episodes to listen to. He does a really nice job on this. And uh, I just thought I'd, I'd give you a chance to listen to them. There was, there's seven of them so far. So we'll present these seven over the next seven weeks. And then who knows, maybe Terry will be ready with a new episode by the time we get done with these. But we shall see, and I hope you enjoy it. This is Imaginaire Theatre. Stories of the world as it might have been. Stories of the world as it could be. Sometimes inspiring tales. Sometimes cautionary tales. For better or for worse. I'm your host, Terry Phillips. As the great scientist Isaac Newton found, for every action, there is always an equal and opposite reaction. Could this law of action and reaction also apply to politics? How about the lack of action? Let's see what might happen when those in power, faced with a crisis, do nothing. Our story is called A Failure to Act. Okay, look, whatever you think you know about abuse of power, not even close. It often begins with a failure to act. My name's Alex, and I'm a news reporter. Always was, always will be. I've heard a lot of terrible stories over the years, but this one was just so horrible. I mean, okay, let me just tell you about it. Back when this happened, no one had any idea how bad things were, or how bad things were going to be. Except for my cousin, Charlie Stone. Charlie was a Secret Service agent. After retiring, he got very sick and ended up at a small private nursing home upstate. The other day, Charlie asked me to visit him. It was a long drive, but what the heck. I was the only family he had left. Most of his other relatives died in the Bay Area attack. But hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. When I got there, I found the duty nurse. Excuse me, miss? I'm Charlie Stone's cousin, Alex. We talked on the phone. Oh, yes. Is it okay for me to go in? Uh, Certainly. Thanks, but tell me, what's his condition? It's hard to say. We really don't know how much longer. It could be any day now. I understand. Charlie! Alex! Hi! Thanks for coming all the way out here. Well, sure. I'm sorry about all these tubes and wires. It's not as bad as it looks. Have a seat, kiddo. Thanks, Charlie. How are you feeling? Is there anything I can do? Anything you need? (laughs) Sorry. Nah, nah, they take good care of me here. See that little button? Gives me all the morphine I want. (laughs) 
those years arresting drug dealers when I was a cop. You know, before the Treasury Department. Before the Secret Service, you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This damn lung cancer. I always figured it would have been a bullet with my name on it. I guess you just never know. Yeah, I guess. You know, there's something I need to get off my chest before I go. I didn't know who to tell. And I thought of you. And after all, you're not just my only kin. You're a journalist and a damn good one. Thanks. Well, I'm all ears. Get out your notepad. Oh. All right. You remember how President Nixon was impeached way back when? Who could forget? The Democrats went after him for covering up the Watergate break-in. Right. <laughs> Do you know how Congress got the evidence? Sure. He recorded all his conversations at the White House. Basically, he bugged himself. Yeah, you might say that. The President had a few of us in the Secret Service set up an elaborate taping system. It covered the Oval Office, the telephones, everything. He said it was to preserve history. Huh. Well, tell me, did you ever listen to those tapes? Oh, yeah. I heard all of them. In fact, I'm the guy who made copies for the Judiciary Committee. Really? Interesting. That's how they found out about the cover-up. Alleged cover-up. I mean, he was never found guilty. Of course. Alleged. I suppose every president is accused of bending the rules, but it's all politics, right? You think so? Well, I don't know. Probably. You said you had something to get off your chest? Yeah. It's about some evidence that was never revealed. Something I could never tell anyone. Oh, really? Well, after all, you were in the Secret Service. That's right. Now I'm going to share that secret with you. Okay. I need you to do me a favor, though. Now take this key from around my neck and open that bottom drawer of the nightstand. There's a locked box inside. You mean this one? Unlock it. What am I looking for? It's a cassette tape. Got it. Now there's a tape player in the drawer, too. Pop it in there. Is this... Go ahead. Just hit play. But what... It's a copy I made of some Oval Office conversations. This is from a recording most people thought was erased. It starts with President Nixon talking to Senator Barry Goldwater. Senator, are you telling me I don't even have the support of my own party? That's right, sir. You'll almost certainly be convicted. But they won't vote to remove me from office. Yes, we will. But what do you mean, we? Even you, Barry? You broke the law, sir. You covered up a crime. If you want my advice, it would be better for you to step down. Resign? Ha! <laughs> Not on your life. I'll tell you two things. Dick Nixon is a fighter, and he never gives up. Let me make this perfectly clear. There will be no trial, no conviction, no removal, and definitely no resignation. But how can you say- I'll never quit. Do you hear me? Never. But Mr. President- Get out, Barry. Get out now. Out. Fine bunch of friends. No loyalty. 
I can't even trust Yes? It's the Pentagon, Mr. President. General Brown on the secure line. Okay. Hello? Mr. President? Yes, General. Sir, we've picked up some rather disturbing intelligence. A number of unidentified military aircraft are converging on the West Coast. Maybe hostile. Uh-huh. We suspect they're being flown by terrorists. The likely target is San Francisco. They could be carrying missiles or bombs on board. They might even try a suicide mission. Uh, you, you mean like kamikazes? It's possible, sir. We really don't know. I see. And, uh, how many? At least two or three. Possibly more. Uh-huh. Well, uh, uh, what action have you taken? We scrambled jets and ordered the enemy to change course, but they refused to comply. Well, uh, can't we, uh, uh, force them to land somewhere? Not really, sir. They're still out over the Pacific Ocean. Got it. On your direct orders, we could shoot them down. But the longer we wait, the greater the risk that they'll come down over populated areas. I see. You'll have to decide soon, within ten minutes, Mr. President. All right. Uh, I'll get back to you. Hmm. Terrorist attack on San Francisco. Well, that would be quite a tragedy. Of course, uh, we don't know for sure it'll happen. But if it did, that, that'd be uh, an attack on American soil. Another Pearl Harbor. It would trump everything else. And the impeachment talk would be unpatriotic, or even treason. Ten minutes? Maybe I'll just wait. Jeez, Louise, Charlie. So his failure to act... Nixon let those terrorists reach their target and kill thousands of people. That's how the president justified declaring a national state of emergency and the global war on terror. And then he covered up his guilt by hiding that tape. It was abuse of power, and Congress failed to act. But I remember the news. Sure, I remember what they reported at the time. But think, kiddo, you're a journalist. Connect the dots. Well, let's see. Nixon and every president since got away with lying to the public. Right. Putting cronies into power. Keep going, kiddo. Pardoning their pals. Yes. Profiting from their office, even rigging elections. Now you've got it. Even rigging elections. But nobody had the guts to stop him, and it all started with Nixon. At this very moment, you are the only other living person who knows what he did and what he didn't do. But Charlie, I don't understand. Why didn't you release the tape? <laughs> I swore an oath, Alex. And then I... <coughs> and then... <coughs> but you... <coughs> you must... <coughs> Charlie! Charlie! Nurse! Code blue, 2MS. Room 232. Code blue is right here. Okay, can you turn your CPR? Get him on the monitor. Are you stepping? Here's what's for. Here's what's for. No, I can't. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thanks. Can I just sit with him for a bit? Of course. Take all the time you need. Oh, Charlie. Well, now you know the story or at least part of the story. Charlie lived with that terrible secret for a long time, but he didn't take it to his grave. Instead, he gave it to me. As a journalist, I've always tried to report the news without including my own point of view. 
But in this case, that's impossible. Maybe not even right. Because let's face it, we're talking about the survival of our country. We can't let corrupt politicians exploit the flaws in our system, pit us against each other, destroy democracy. So now I have a lot of work to do to tell this story. There's the tape, of course, and Charlie's dying statement. But I still need to connect more dots, not only to prove what happened, but to show what comes from a failure to act, from our failure to act, before things get worse. God help us before it's too late. In a democracy, from the individual citizen to the highest elected official, we all bear some responsibility for the affairs of state. There is no excuse for apathy or neglect, whether in the Oval Office or at the ballot box. You've been listening to Imaginaire Theater. Today's episode, A Failure to Act, featured Paul Messenger as Alex and William Jones as Charlie. Also in our cast were Marcos Kunalakis as Senator Goldwater, Mark Brady as General Brown, Christine Klugen as the nurse, Janice Phillips as the president's secretary, and Alan Smithy as Richard Nixon. Our music comes from Roman Senate and Free Vibes. Script consultant, Mark Boyce. I'm Terry Phillips, inviting you to join us again for Imaginaire Theater.